When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So, We want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it and tell everybody you know about it. And then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Well, it's a great day, great day, great day. Today, I'm going to tell you about somebody from Shark Tank who has given principles and ideas that help him become a massively successful businessman after dropping out of high school. <laughs> Wait till you hear the rest of this story. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And yes, I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it forced upon me. I can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. I didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer. If I lose it, give account. If I abuse it, just a tiny little minute, but our eternities are wrapped up in it. And it's a great day to be alive. And I hope you understand that this is a great day for a great day. So I hope you're going to tune in and stay tuned because 
this is going to be a show that literally can change your life. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you who have made this show the number one self-help show in the country and now podcasts around the world. And I'm grateful for that. And I am grateful for you sharing it with your friends, your family members, your coworkers, and people in your network. And so I want to thank you. You know, I start with that minute, God's minute, that was written by Dr. Benjamin Mays, who was Martin Luther King Jr.'s mentor. And he taught young ML that piece and young Martin Luther King that piece and others at Morehouse College where he was the dean. And now it has become part of the lexicon. I'm honored that I was able to adapt and adopt it over 30 years ago and have made it part of what I talk about on every program, every speech, because it's about the power of that minute and making the most of it. So I want to thank God. I want to thank all of you. And then I want to thank our sponsor. Today, we're happy to have the support of Truist Bank. And I want to tell you about Truist Money and Mindset. The way you think and feel about money can affect your confidence and frankly, your total well-being. That's especially true when life gets real and throws challenges your way. So money and mindset come from Truist that will help you to grow your success, your finances, and your future. Hey, when you start with care, you build a different kind of bank truest bank. So we thank God for life and strength and health. We thank God for the opportunity to be here. We thank God for just the fact that we are here able to do what we do. And as I say every week, God's gift to you is life. Your gift to God is what you do with your life. And so I want to ask you to make the most of every minute and make the most of every opportunity. And today, I want to give you a few tips in this interview with a special guest. His name is Matt Higgins. Now, let me tell you about Matt Higgins. He is a unique guy. He is a guest shark on ABC's Shark Tank. He's an executive fellow teaching at Harvard Business School. And through his RSC Ventures, the private investment firm he co-founded, and invest in some of America's most beloved brands, which he talks about in his book. But here's the amazing thing. He's a high school dropout. At the age of 16, he dropped out of high school, but he eventually went back and earned his law degree. After going and getting his undergrad, his GED, then his undergrad, he went to law school part-time and he did it over four years, but he did it. But he's decided that law, even though he had a big offer from one of the biggest law firms in the country. He said, you know, there's something bigger than that. And he was willing to opt out of that and say, no, thank you. I'm going to go a different way. He burned his boats, as they say, in terms of his law career so that he could become an entrepreneur and a businessman. Well, he became the youngest press secretary in the mayor's office in New York City history. He then helped lead the effort to rebuild the World Trade Center before becoming an executive for the New York Jets and later vice chairman of the Miami Dolphins. And today we're here to talk about his brand new book that is so powerful. It's called Burn the Boats. My guest today is Matt Higgins. And Matt, it's a privilege and a pleasure to have you as my guest. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, especially if that first minute uh, I was mesmerized. Uh, oh. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. with. I needed that today, to be honest with you. So, Well, my you. pleasure. I gave him the thumbnail sketch, who you are, where you came from. I mean, what a story. Tell us some of the other parts. Fill in the blanks. Tell me a little yeah. more. I know you're from Jersey, and mm-hmm. and but there were so many stories in your book that were so profound. Yeah, let me uh, 
well, let me fill in the blanks, put them because it doesn't always add up. Right. So I got to I got to put the missing pieces. Uh, I grew up in actually Queens, New York, okay. and probably a lot of people uh, here uh, listening can relate. Uh, we were really poor. Uh, my mother was really smart, but had, born of her own dysfunction, had a lot of health issues, was very heavy. Uh, and she was a high school dropout. So mm. the best she could do was, you know, make a few dollars an hour cleaning floors for senior citizens. So starting at the age of around 10 or 11, I used to hawk flowers on street corners. I was that kid who would knock on your window and try to get guilt you on Mother's Day or Valentine's Day. I used to work at McDonald's, scrape gum under tables, everything I could do to make, uh, um, you know, make ends meet. But I was also um, frustrated, frankly, that I had to carry the weight of being an adult on my shoulder since I was a little kid. I was depressed. I was always looking for somebody to rescue my mom. Mm. And, uh, you know, by the time, you know, you become disillusioned when the cavalry doesn't come and eventually you take matters into your own hands. Probably the most important thing that ever happened to me in my life happened when I was had an epiphany when I was around 13. I was reading an ad in a, in a, in a little newspaper, a local newspaper, and it's, it was about delivering flyers for a congressman. And it, it said, you know, college students only. And I think the salary was like $8 an hour. And I was making $3.75 at McDonald's. I was like, wait a minute. If I can just go to college, this thing called college, I could get, I could make $3.75 <laughs> an hour. And I hatched a plan. I said, I know I'm going to drop out of high school, get my GD, and I'm going to go to college as soon as possible to get that job. The key part of the story is I took custody of my life and I did it on purpose. And I did enroll in college when I was 16. And that changed the entire trajectory and everything that came next. Wow. Wow. And then you went on to law school and, and I love how you, uh, you said, I'm not going to take this law job. They, they give me an advance, but I've got a bigger plan or at least a bigger dream. And I believe that's one of the things I want to talk about is you, you, part of your messaging throughout the book is the power of your dream. I think you kept your dream foremost in your thoughts. You just kept believing all the setbacks and all the challenges and all the disappointments. I love the fact that you're transparent. You, this is not a book that talks about, well, everything I did worked. Everything I did was a success. You talk about failure and how it does not make you a failure. You know, you can fail without being a failure. And so I love that. And then you came up with this concept that spoke to what you were already doing. You just needed to find a way to articulate it, which is burn the boats. Let's talk about where did you get this burn the boats philosophy and how did you maximize it as part of your life? Ah, I, I love that. I think you're right. I was already doing it, but I couldn't put words to it. So, so the phrase burn the boats for those who aren't familiar with it throughout history, every century uh, since before Christ, every culture on earth has a fable where there's yes. a military general and they're outnumbered 100 to 1. And in order to summon more than any of their soldiers ever could have imagined, they do two things. They burn, they eliminate their retreat. Oftentimes it's the boats, but it could be anything, the bridges too. They eliminate their retreat. And two, they actually eliminate their supplies, uh, mm. their, their food supplies, because they're sending a message to themselves and to the enemy that I have literally burned the boats and I have no way back unless I defeat you. And so a lot of it's associated with Cortez, but he was actually a very bad guy. But it but it goes back all the way to a story in China in 207 BC, where there was a military general and he burned his boats, eliminated his food supplies and outnumbered an army. But the point is, it repeats throughout history. And I thought to myself, 
if what, what do military uh, generals intuitively understood that we don't accept about ourselves? Because we reject this idea that we need to go all in in order to be successful because we have these forces that are acting upon us. For me, that force, uh, that metaphorical boat was the shame that I was carrying uh, from being a high school dropout. And to be honest, uh, for failing and saving my mother. My mother mm -hmm. dies on the day I become press secretary of Mariner. It's still the biggest you know, failure of my life. So for me, it was, how do I convince people that the path to your future, to your dreams, is to stop wavering and to stop looking back? And how do I help you overcome those metaphorical boats that are holding you back? And so I offer my own life as a testimonial and as a vessel to transmit this idea that I came from literally nothing. Uh, there was one more thing about burning the boats that I thought was profound. I had never heard this. And I knew the burn the boats uh, concept with the general said the troops had fear and trepidation in their eyes. And he saw it and said, look, here's what I want y'all to do. Everybody's on the shore burn the boats. We either win or we perish. But the other part of that is you shared a concept of the great generals surrounding their enemies on three sides. Oh my God. What? <laughs> and I love that story. I never heard that. The ancient Israelites, if you're, if your enemy sees an escape route, it's yes. going to mess with their head too, right? That's right. When they think that if they, you surrounded them on full size, they got to fight or else. But when you give them an out, you'll get, some of them will start to say, I'm out of here. That was <laughs> I profound. Love, I love that there are I love so that many profound lessons. This look, I, I've earmarked this book. I have uh, marked it up. I have uh, uh, lines throughout. So we will talk about this a little more. What about your story that made you say, this is my time to take these chances? What about that? Oh, you've been going back to high school or just now? Just, and, and, just uh, throughout, because you kept taking chances. You kept taking chances. This is my time. Each time you would take a chance, you would take a new chance, you would take a new chance. This is my chance. How did you get that kind of mindset? Where did that mindset come from? I love this question. This is not in the book, but but when my mother was uh, you know, sick and we just dealt with so much dysfunction, which I airbrush. That's for another book. But I think everybody listening can imagine what I, happens. I got it, yeah. Mm -hmm. When you have a disabled mother and, you know, she couldn't. I was sleeping on a chewed up dog mattress on the floor. It was roaches everywhere. It was, it was we were we were literally crumbling slowly to the ground. But we would sit and she would always feel um, persecuted and victimized by life. I wouldn't understand mm -hmm. why until I was an adult. But I was I had this conversation with her one time. I said, you know what, mom? I think I have a decision to make in this life. Things can either happen to me or I happen to things. Mm. And from this day forward, I will happen to things. And That's I will have right. the last word until the last breath. I do not want to surrender my agency. It, it's a true story. I remember sitting at the table with her and she was so depressed. And it was like so clear to me that it was a fork in the road. And I just decided, no, I am going to take custody of the situation I know that if I don't drop out, make this radical decision, which everyone is telling me that isn't going to work, that you are going to die slowly in this apartment. And that, and I have never wavered from this idea that I happen to things. It doesn't mean that I, I don't believe in God. I do. And the power of the universe. It believes that the ultimate gift I was given was the freedom to choose how I respond to any situation. Right. And so I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I do think it was instilled in me 
My mother always believed that no matter what crazy thing I did, it would work out. And she didn't have a hundred bucks in her bank account when she died, but she did bequeath me this belief in myself. But somehow, thank God, I was given this gift of total belief that I, that I have agency no matter what's going on. I love that answer. That's a terrific answer. We're going to take a quick break for station identification. Hey, this is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And we'll be right back. And for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. You can call on me. When you need me. up the phone you can call and call me, me. Are you ready to revolutionize your relationship with money? I'm Brian Ford, a financial wellness expert. And I'm Bright Dixon, an expert in positive psychology. Together, we host Money and Mindset with Bright and Brian, a podcast from Truist Bank that's all about exploring the relationship between your money, your mindset, and your well being. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts or truest.com forward slash money and mindset podcast. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can make a million dollars, lose it, make a second million, lose that, then make a third million, while other people can't even make ends meet? Well, the reason is that those people know the recipe for success. And that recipe is available to everyone if you will do what they did. They made a habit of getting positive, motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners. And I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you to grow and they're free. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift, wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of those resources and then share that page with your friends and your family members. We want to impact and inspire millions of people. And remember, if you enjoy this message on this podcast, like it, share it and Post a review about it and make a difference in the lives of others by letting them know about it. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And 
And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show and Podcast. I'm so excited. My special guest is Matt Higgins. You've seen him on Shark Tank. That's right. He's been one of the guest sharks, and he has a brand new book called Burn the Boats. Toss Plan B overboard and unleash your full potential. He was a high school dropout, but he planned for his future back then that they were going to do what it took to become successful. And he did. He went on to college and then he went on to law school, but he chose to burn the boat. Each each time he would get somewhere where there's a new opportunity, he said, nah, this is not the best I can be. I'm going to burn this boat and keep going. And so he didn't take the law, uh, the law job. He decided to become an entrepreneur and a venture capitalist. And he has gone on to help some of the biggest brands and biggest companies in America to get started and invested in them. And that is why we're so excited about having him here today. Well, how do uh, do you see that there's some principles that you talk about in the book about Ukraine and what President Zelensky has shown about having that all in? And that's really what you're talking about, all in. Plan B is I'm kind of in, but not all in. When you all in and how it changes. I want to talk about first uh, Zelensky, but then I want to talk about this all in mindset. Yeah, no, great. So I talk about Zelensky in the book because it's easy It's easy to make excuses about why either this doesn't apply generally or not to me specifically. So let's talk generally. Oh, that's ancient stuff, Matt. We no longer you know, are facing troops on some random river you know, in some epic battle. You know, if you think back to Zelensky, uh, when, when, the, when uh, Russia was about to invade, conventional wisdom from everybody in the world, President Biden was, the, they're not going to last three days, right, let alone right. a year. And if you remember early on, uh, uh, there was a, a leak of a conversation that President Biden called Zelensky and said, you know, our intelligence says that you're going to be assassinated. So we have arranged for you to have an escape plan. We're going to give your family safe passage. You'll probably set up a government in exile, we presume. Right. And his response, I'll never forget it, was I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. <laughs> that <laughs> simple statement wow. got everybody's attention to say, uh huh. Right. So what he was doing in that one moment, because he's a student of psychology and theater and performance, right, was I need to transmit to the world. I am going to fight to the death and I have eliminated mm -hmm. all options. But he also needed to tell the Ukrainian people, well, no, we're going to we're going to we're going to win this. That was a tipping point when all of a sudden the weapons started trickling in. Everything started going. So I offer that up as a testimonial that burn the boats is not some ancient philosophy. It, it, it works at, you know, at, at, at any point. You know, yeah. uh, my friend Steve Harvey talks about uh, plan B, have no plan B as well. And in many of his speeches, he said, have no plan B. How he said, I had no plan B because that gives you that gives you an out. And what you have talked about is you got to be all in. It transformed your thinking and your thinking then transformed your life. Am I right? Exactly. And, and, and I want to make clear to everybody, I talk about this in a book too. There's too much airbrushing happening in our world. Sunny Instagram posts where they tell you failure is great. I failed, but they don't really model failure. When you read my book, you'll see lots of things that I would have preferred not to talk about. I talk <laughs> about divorce and my failure. I talk about having cancer and you know losing a testicle. And like yep. I put it all out there because I wanted you're to you're transparent. All you all in even in the book. <laughs> yeah, I am all in because I'm trying to prove a point that that these aren't just empty words, you know, this is reality. And so the, the, the reason why I talk about my anxiety is to say, even if you're an anxious person, you can be all in on plan A, but the way to do it is to ask yourself before you start the journey, 
what is the worst thing that could happen if this doesn't work out? Mm. I find most people are afraid to ask the question because they don't want the answer. Mm. And, when, and as a result, when you're pursuing plan A, the voice in your head says, oh, wait, what if, what if? If you do the work in the beginning to ask yourself that question, when you're pursuing plan A and your mind plays tricks on you or the people around you play tricks on you, you will remember, hey, I already asked myself the worst thing that could happen and I can handle it and I move forward. So I share that with your audience to say, I'm not some superhuman being that isn't riddled with anxiety or doubt. I have a process and that process enables me to go forward. The other premise of the book is that the joy of living is in the striving, not in the winning. What I believe we really seek as human beings is to touch the ceiling of our potential, is to figure out what God has in store for us, what the universe has in store. We're always trying to figure out what can I do here? And so, but we don't know how to stay on that path of perpetual pursuit because we're not all in on it. The book overall is a blueprint to try to stay the course, keep your head right so that you can fully commit. You know, I love that. I love that. That particularly, as you say, about the what if. And I, I have in my books a formula that I give people that says, here is your risk taking formula, because you're going to have to have risk. Which risk is the good risk? Which, which risk is the bad risk? And you have to have some way to, in your own mind, get a barometer. So I give people four questions that I say, use these four questions, it'll answer the question. What's the best that could happen if I take this risk or I do this activity? Number two, what's the worst that could happen if I do this and take this risk? Number three, what's the most likely thing to happen if I do this and take this risk? And number four, am I willing to live with the worst to get to the best? So when I quit my job in the school system, working as a drug prevention coordinator to become a full-time speaker and author, I had no idea I was going to be a radio at that point. I asked myself those four questions. What's the best that could happen? Well, I could make millions of dollars. What's the worst that could happen? I could lose my home. Mm. Okay. What's the worst? That's the best that could happen. I could make millions, but worse would I be to lose my home. What's the most likely? If I hustle and work hard and grind, I'm going to be able to keep my head above water. Am I willing to live with the worst, lose my house to get to the best, live my dreams? <laughs> the question is yes, because I can get another house. As long as death was not one of the issues on that worst, I wouldn't die by this decision. Then I can get another house. And that's what I, now, on the other hand, when I was traveling and before my children were grown, my wife did not travel with me and I had to travel by myself. I remember one night I was in a, hotel where I was at a place I spoke and it was a room, for, you know, thousands of people. And I, I stayed in a hotel right next to the convention center. And later that evening, there was a knock on my door and I opened the door. There was this beautiful woman. She said, I loved your speech. And when you spoke and you sang, oh my God, it just moved me. And I wanted to know, I heard your wife wasn't with you. Would you like to have some company this evening? She was gorgeous, like Jessica Rabbit, boom, boom, bam, bam. <laughs> anyway, I looked at her and I said, those four questions went through my brain. What's the best that could happen? Mm, great night, one night stand. What's the worst that could happen? I could lose my wife. What's the most likely thing? I'll never see her again again, but I could lose my wife. Are you willing to live with the worst? Lose my wife to get to the best one night stand. And I said, ma'am, I appreciate it. You have blessed me. I feel honored and I felt uh, very, very you know, just you've really boosted my esteem, but the answers, 
I appreciate it, but no thanks. And those are the questions you have to ask yourself about life. Life will give you lots of opportunities. You have to make the decision which one. So that 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 spoke to me. That resonated. Let me tell you about the book. Let me read something. Wow. By the way, that is that is some stuff. That is a great way to look at risk. Even better, <laughs> way better than I articulated. By the oh, way, well, buy his book before you buy mine. Oh man, well your yours is is uh, it's blowing my mind. I've got this thing highlighted. Uh, uh, I have no. I, he said, "Listen, I'm living proof that the universe sets no ceiling on ambition." I've learned one thing over the past three decades from dropping out of high school to get my GED and a bid to escape from poverty to landing on Shark Tank to help new entrepreneurs launch their careers is that you don't win when you give yourself the option to lose. <laughs> That's so good. He says, greatness doesn't emerge from hedging hesitation or submitting to the naysayers that sunk in every corner of our lives. I would not have accomplished anything if I hadn't lived the burn the boats philosophy. This is such a good book, folks. I'm one, oh, I got, I just got one after another. Okay, I mean, it's, it's, it's just an incredible experience. And he tells the truth. He tells about uh, the different challenges and the, the hurts and the pains and the low moments, but he refused to give up because he had a burn the boats mindset. Uh, you recommended uh, abandoning conventional wisdom, which you've done with your whole life since dropping out of high school. Why is trusting our insects, instincts so important? Because you talk about instincts, instincts, instincts. Talk about that for a minute. Because, uh, well, to give you the framework for it, when I was growing up and I was dealing with this situation, a lot of people uh, who grew up poor, anyone out there listening can relate, you do so much work to conceal your circumstances. You're embarrassed. You don't want scrutiny. You don't want people to know what's going on behind closed doors. You know, the the guidance counselors I talked to about my plan, they didn't have the perspective that my mother was literally wasting away in the room next door, that I was literally selling flowers on street corners or working in a basement of a deli making newspapers. So when they say, hey, Matt, you need to go to high school and get a degree. You can't go to college with a GD. They didn't know what I was up against, right? My instincts told me though, you know what? If I drop out of high school and I do well enough, I've already done the research. It turns out that there's a little known loophole in America. If you do well in your GD, everyone likes a success story. You can go to Harvard with a GD. I had done the research. I had the context. My mother is going to die. Mm. I am also desperate. And I'm thinking about running this car into a tree because mm. I just want to go ahead and get a break from taking care of her. Those are pretty bad fact patterns. I love the way you analyze risk right now. It's like, well, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? Like I could always go back to high school. And so why are instincts so important? I believe we have strayed far from this internal navigation system that we were born with that helps us spot danger and opportunity. And we're conditioned to not trust ourselves. We're conditioned to go to Barnes and Noble and get a book, read the tech talk, you know, get, um, you know, talk to anybody who knows better than we do. Whereas the first place we should start with is, What's my intuition telling me? What's my gut telling you? So I, I, with this book, I want to be your best friend to hold up a mirror and say, you know, you might have the answers too before you go ahead and consult someone else. But there might be things getting in the way of your filter, of your antenna. One of them is confidence and belief. The other is maybe you're carrying some type of shame that you need some help to let go of. I start the book with some very embarrassing details about failure because I want to show you what it looks like to unburden yourself with the shame that. It's fine. I'm still on Shark Tank. I'm still at Harvard. So intuition and instincts are so important. I truly believe everybody out there listening has a lot of the answers, but we don't start there. 
I love that. We're going to take a quick break for station identification. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business, and he bought some of my books and audios, and how it had a profound impact on his business, and he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his Note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and thought to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life. Or a setback is a setup for a comeback. Or turn setbacks into greenbacks. Or chicken soup for the soul. Or an attitude of excellence. Or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years. We wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. And now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store. Get some of the audios, the videos the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willa Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show and podcast with my special guest is Matt Higgins. We are having a incredible conversation. I know y'all are taking notes, getting these pearls that are dropping, and I want you to keep telling folks to listen to this one over and over again. Now, before we go back with Matt, I want to make sure we take a moment to thank our sponsor, Truist Financial. You know, when you start with care, you build a different kind of bank, Truist Bank. And I'm so grateful for their partnership because they have made this possible for us to get to even more people as they've not only sponsored the show, but also the podcast and they're telling people all over the world that we care and we want you to succeed. So I want you to go to truest.com, check out their money and mindset program. It's also on podcast and listen to the resources. I was one of the guests and I'm telling you, they are trying to help people with financial literacy, with legacy and helping you create a reservoir of income and reservoir, a reservoir of resources, not just for you, but for your family and for your future. So truest.com, truest, T-R-U-I-S-T.com. You'll be glad you did. My special guest is Matt Higgins. I am so intrigued by this book, Burn the Boat. Matt, where can they get the book? So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookstores everywhere. Okay. And do you have a website or anything that people can read about you or learn about? Yeah, yeah. I have a a website for the book. It's called uh, burntheboatsbook.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn and Instagram under M. Higgins. This is such a, I'm telling you, uh, there's so much in this book that I am, there's a, here's a one I love. The law of compound interest 
interest applies as much to ideas and achievement as it does to money. The faster you secure new accomplishments, the more time you have over the course of your life to reap the fruit of exponential growth. It's why in the musical Hamilton, Eliza pleads with her husband, why do you write like you're running out of time? Alexander Hamilton writes and writes back furiously because he recognized that we're all running out of time. And you talk about in the book about this app that you look at. I had never heard this concept before in my life. It blew my mind to think differently because uh, tell us about this app and <laughs> how it makes you think different. <laughs> my kids think I'm crazy, but uh, so uh, a little bit of context. I'm a cancer survivor. Right. Yes. And, and uh, I had testicular cancer just at the moment that like I had found some safety at the New York Jets. I got a big contract. I had a three month old baby. I'm like, finally, everything's going to be OK. And then I got a pain in my groin, my testicle. And it's like a whirlwind when you get diagnosed with cancer within 24 hours, I'm under the knife. And I'm like, that's a pretty important part of the anatomy to not have a moment to think about. Right. And then I had and then uh, next thing you know, I got radiation. But when I knew that I wasn't going to actually die and it wasn't terminal, I thought it was interesting that once I was faced with the prospect of imminent death, everything I think about on a daily basis didn't matter anymore. The mm. brownstone in Brooklyn I was fantasizing about, the new car, you know, whatever indi indications of wealth, all gone. And I thought, but that's my reality every day. I don't know when I'm going to die. I, don't, I know what the numerator is. I don't know what the denominator is. How many days mm. do I have here? And so... I said, it would be a shame if I don't try to hold on to this logic. Fast forward, I read about the people of, of Bhutan who are the happiest people on earth. And I read that they're happiest because they think about their own death five times a day. Wow. And it sounds so counterintuitive. And I said, wait, that actually resonates with me because when I thought about my own death, I felt um, in touch with the moment, in touch with what, what matters to me, my wife, my children, who I want to be as a man. And so there's an app called We Croak. This sounds crazy, everyone listening, <laughs> but five times a day, it alerts me on my phone with beautiful language from philosophers to remind me in different ways that I am indeed going to die. <laughs> and what happens is rather than making me anxious about my mortality, it makes me peaceful because it brings me back to this moment, what matters now, my children, my wife, my, why I'm here, who I'm helping. So it's incredible. And it brings, it, it reminds me why the people in Bhutan and the people who meditate and the people who focus on what matters most are generally happier than those who are always thinking about the future. Wow. You know, this is so profound. A couple of things. One is that there is a process that I love that says no one gets out of life alive. And so while you're here, make the most of this moment. And that's why that minute, I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it. But, oh, by the way, that minute, that minute was the happiest minute I've had this week because wow. I stopped and I listened to you and I was mesmerized by what you were saying. And it, it I felt unburdened. Wow. To be well, honest. I appreciate like, it was that. like, it was like a gift. Like, oh, I needed that minute. Thank you. And, and it reminded me what you, when I read that, it reminded me about a fact of when I was in the gym one day, and I'll tell you this quick story, a gentleman, we were in the sauna together and uh, he said, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing great. I'm blessed for another day. He said, ah, oh, you one of those uh, faith people and you grateful that you got another day. I said, yes, sir. He said, well, what happened if you hadn't woke up this morning? I said, I'd be grateful for a different reason. And he said, what? I said, yeah. I said, because see, I know where I'm going. And so I'm not worried about death. I'm not afraid of that. 
I'm enjoying life, but I'm gonna make the most of this life while I got it. And then he said, oh, interesting. He walked out. And then about half hour later, I'm actually in the gym, you know, working out. And he comes up to me and said, I envy you. I worry about dying at night. I worry. I sometimes can't sleep because I'm worried about dying. And you just told me that you're empowered by knowing that this life is not forever. Nobody gets out of life alive, but make the most of it. And he said, I envy you. And he walked off. And so what you're, that resonated with me when I, when I was reading the book, I said, this is brilliant. That's a brilliant concept. Five times a day. Said, hey, 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 you gonna die. So make the most of it. You gonna die. So make the most of this moment, make the most of this minute, because when your time comes, make sure you have no regrets and that you've done all. And, and I was talking to a lady earlier today, one of my college uh, high school classmates passed away. And I said, he lived, he had a life well lived. When his time came to die, he could be sure that he did what he was supposed to do. Now, let's see another one. Don't let distractors win. To make progress in our lives, we have to ignore the negativity and pursue our ambitions, no matter what anyone else is saying. Life is a constant tug of war between creators and destroyers. Creators are destined to win in the end. That, but that much has been predetermined or preordained, borne out over history. But that doesn't make vanquishing the destroyers any simpler. Lamenting that there are naysayers trying to tear you down is like wishing there was no gravity the higher you rise the more people will try to put you in your place this is so true and i guess you've seen it along the path because you went from high school dropout to college to law school to turning down the the law deal and i know everybody thought you were crazy then and then getting the job with the city with the mayor's office then you left that when you read that you left that and said you know what this is kind of going to be here forever. I'm not doing this. I'm cutting it. I'm cutting it. I'm cutting my losses. And you went away and then they brought you back. And then you get the opportunity with the Jets. You stay there for a while. Then you get the opportunity with the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you have just had that mindset. Be ambitious. Keep pushing. Don't limit yourself. Am I right? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it all stems from a question I ask myself every single day, which is what is the highest and best use of my time, energy and resources now? Mm. And because we are the cumulative result of all of our life experiences, the answer to that question is almost every week, certainly every month, right? I'm not the same person I was a month ago because I've done more. By asking that question you know, and, and auditing myself, it always keeps me in that growth mindset. So to, to give you an example, when I went on Shark Tank, you know, Shark Tank's a big deal, right? Like yes. that changes who you are, but that doesn't matter. I'm not collecting like trophies. What can I do with that now? And I always wanted to teach. I never got a chance to prove to myself that I could compete at the highest level because I had to go to, I went to school for seven years at night, mm. like while working multiple jobs, taking care of my mother. And I went to a city school and in my instinct, I was like, I probably could have gone to Harvard. I could never prove it. I'm too old now. But I said, what would be even better than going to Harvard? What if I taught at Harvard? Mm. I, was walking, I was walking through the campus on the phone with my wife. And she's like, you know, baby, why don't, why don't, you, know, why don't you go and get an MBA? I'm like, why don't I teach at the MBA school? <laughs> I spent a year of my life working with the school to try to create a course that met a need that they hadn't met. And, you know, without going into too much detail, a year to create this. But then I had to actually perform, which was one of the most intimidating things I ever did. But coming out on the other side of that, I finished the first class 
a student at the end hands me a note. He says, read this when you get home. I opened the note and he said, I was so unsatisfied with my education and I was thinking about leaving until I took your course. Your course delivered such value to me that I've decided to finish my degree and I just wanted to thank you. This is a person who dropped out of high school and never taught a day in my life. Wow. And so I have had enough evidence that if my instincts tell me that I can do it, you know, I can do it. But it all starts with asking that single question every single day. I love that question. I love that question. What's the highest and greatest use of your, your gifts, your skills, abilities, which goes back to page 71. Gifts don't evaporate. Whew. Don't evaporate. I use my old skills as a journalist, my day job during college before getting to the mayor's office. Every day asking questions to entrepreneurs, drilling down to get them to reveal who they really are and what's behind the slide decks they're trying to impress me with. I've overseen the work of dozens of lawyers and I've and going to law school made me much better understanding their work. And you just tell you how everything you just built, you built on other. And that's what I want to encourage everybody who's listening. Listen, folks, everybody who's listening, listen to this message from Matt Higgins that you've got something. You might have worked in, in the, uh, uh, the, the mail room, but you learn something there. Learn, use that gift as you go to the next level and use that to the next level and build on it. Don't throw it away. Don't just say there's nothing there. There's something there for your future, for your finances, for your faith, for your families. For all of this is part of your development. I was a nightclub singer who learned some things singing in nightclubs that helped me as a speaker. And then the speaking stuff helped me as as a writer and the writing stuff helped me in radio and the radio stuff helped me in television. And it all started because I kept building on it. We might call it expanding your brand. Just You're just expanding your brand. Your brand might have been one day a mailroom clerk, but you don't have to stay there. <laughs> There's a oh, I love that. Never <laughs> let anybody put you, never let anybody put you in a box. The world don't is always going to try to define you, right? Just yeah. say, oh no, you're this. You, where do you where do you get off is the question I've been asked my entire life. And where do you get off? And I always say, never let anybody put you in a box. I love your philosophy. Again, folks, the name of the book is Burn the Boats. Burn the Boats. Toss Plan B overboard and unleash your full potential. It is available right now. You can go to any bookstore. Let me tell you what Arnold Schwarzenegger said on the back. I hate Plan B. I always tell people that to achieve big dreams, you have to ignore the naysayers, but the naysayers are external. Once you have a plan B, you become your own naysayer. Big dreamers require a relentless focus. And anytime we spend planning for failure sets us up for failure. What a great quote. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show with my special guest, Matt Higgins. We got more for you when we come back. Don't leave. Tell everybody to tune in, turn on, because the best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Changed in the blink of an eye. 
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. And there's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and will help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show and podcast around the world, around the globe. We are trying to change lives, empower people, encourage people, uplift people, and make them better. Because when you think better, you tend to do better. When you do better, you get better. So we want you to think bigger and think better. My special guest is Matt Higgins. He is a man on a move and on a mission. Not only has he had massive success as an entrepreneur and a a businessman, but also he has had massive success in helping people with his philanthropic activities. Matt, real quick, why don't you tell us some of the things that really move you philanthropically because you've been really impacted on, impactful on helping people around the globe to live better lives, to survive better lives. 
Yeah, I, I think that the framework of my life was watching powerlessness up close, right? My, watching my mother who deserved to be saved, frankly, and didn't have health care, didn't have food, go to church pantries. I just watched her waste away. So I know the value if somebody just takes one step in your direction to ameliorate suffering. And that's my general framework. I love supporting single mothers. To me, they're my LeBron James, mm. somebody who is both surviving and aspiring at the same time, how hard that is. So I write scholarships for single moms and we get together every few months and have these emotional sessions and hear their stories. And I, I really care about subjugation, human rights, people who are being subjugated by power. And so uh, my, my meetings with Pope Francis, which are extraordinary, have been around about human rights and mm. helping refugees and migrants. When I see refugees and migrants on, on TV, I think the first question we always ask is, why are they coming here? And I always ask, what are they running from? Mm. What could be so bad that could make these people flee their home? And so those are my two issues that I that I really care about. Big picture, it's anytime anybody is being subjugated somehow. Right. Wow. Now, you say in your book, one of the lines I really like is about you make the decision. What do you mean by backing the jockey, not just the horse? Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a little bit of a cliche, right? When you say, oh, it's all about the people, but it is all about the people. I've had so many instances where I made the biggest mistake of my career when I see a great idea, but my instincts tell me that the founder doesn't have what it takes to make it work. Personality profile, whatever it is. And yet I ignored that because I'm like, this is really a killer idea. And it always fails a hundred percent of the time. Mm. Yet when I see a founder that is a great human being, they're intelligent and, and I don't really love the idea eventually they find their way to the right place. And so mm. you always want to make sure you never talk yourself out of your instincts telling you this person just doesn't have what it takes. You see that often on Shark Tank, and I'm a big fan of Shark Tank. And you'll see them say, the business you're in right now doesn't really suit me, but I like you. It's something about you. And it's that, that grit, that grind, that willingness to go the extra mile. And I always say the only place where there's no traffic jam is the extra mile because most people don't want to go the extra mile. And so what you have done is to talk about don't just look at the horse, the idea, but also the person who's bringing it to you. And you talk about that over and over. Now, here's one thing I, I loved in this book. The power of self-talk. This one was something different you did. Now, we all know that people will say, I, but you say, put your name, talk. When you talk to yourself, talk, tell you what you, talk about that, please, because this is profound. Yeah, no. Oh, I love that. So so when I was on Shark Tank, everyone, you know, you watch the tape and you're like, wow, he looks like a natural. People would say, you belong on Shark Tank. I said, not only did I not belong on Shark Tank, I, I completely had a panic attack because I was going back to that roach infested apartment in Queens thinking Mark Cuban's going to sense it. Right. Like, so the only way I got through that taping is the self-talk. And there are studies that show that how you do self-talk makes all the difference in the world. If you talk to yourself in a third person, it becomes almost like a super ego and authority. And I started doing it when I was a kid because I really didn't have parenting, right? I, I always say I was raised by wolves, you know, like kind of my mother was struggling. I was a parent. So I started talking to myself in a third person very young. And I had no idea the science told me that that's how you have to do it. So make sure when you're trying to give yourself a conversation, you say, Matt, David, you know, Julie, like give yourself a talk like it's a super authority and it's your best friend in your mind as opposed to the, your mind always undercutting you. I love that. So I'm going to use it. Now, I, I often have self-talk and it's positive self-talk and I'll do, Willie, you can do this. But now I'm going to be more intentional about it. Rather than saying you can do this, say, Willie, 
you can do it. It's like when I read uh, uh, one of my favorite scriptures is uh, where it says, be courageous. And I always put my name in front of it. Uh, don't be fearful. Willie, be courageous. Don't be fearful. I walk with you, Willie. Don't worry about it. I got you, Willie. And I will put my name in front of that That. Uh, it's in the book of Joshua. And so I put my name in it. I wrote it out. It's on my wall. Willie, be strong and of good courage for I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so those are the kind of things I encourage others to do. Find ways to empower yourself because there are going to be moments. There will be moments. There'll be moments when you have some self-doubt. Am I good enough? Am I in the right spot? Can I do this? Of course, you're going to have those moments, but you have to encourage yourself. Well, Matt, if every interview I do something and I want to do it with you, uh, if you came to town, Washington, and I, I picked you up from the airport, we went to have lunch. And, uh, and then I said, let's go over to Howard University or to uh, American or GW or Georgetown. And we go into a business class of students who want to be successful business people. Tell them a few, you got us. You got to do this if you're going to be a success. I'll, I'll break a couple of them quickly. Number one, the biggest innovations in life that have breakthrough success were actually what I call a gut sandwich. They begin mm. with intuition. They're supported by some degree of data. But at the end of the day, intuition is what's going to give you a green light. Where people make a mistake is they look for the data to tell them that it's safe to go forward. And when you have a breakthrough innovation, there isn't going to be data to tell you to go. So if you got a great idea, just remember when you hit go, you're going to have to go it alone and, and, uh, and trust your instincts. Two, Shark Tank is a little bit uh, of a myth. It perpetuates this idea that in order to have your own business and big idea, it has to be an, inv an invention. Most of the businesses we can't live without, Uber, Airbnb, go on and on, were actually ways in which the world could work better. And it's somebody had an insight. The founder of Airbnb was sleeping on a futon and somebody tried to catch a taxi and they were you know, pissed off. So they went on their, on their phone. The bottom line is the biggest businesses are actually uh, incremental innovations, what I call proprietary insights. Insights that you have because you sit within a stream of some kind of data, some kind of experience. So mine your life, look at your life to figure out what do I know better than anybody else that could be a breakthrough innovation. Wow. Whoo, this is such good conceptual thinking that I love with Matt because Matt tells you the truth. And one thing you just said, how you have to have that gut sandwich, that gut sandwich and the, the data. And you talk about in the book about the gentleman who started Impossible Burger and how everybody told him, I think the, the people all told him, we wouldn't pay 80 cents for that burger. And now I think it's, it's value, the valuation is, is billions. Am I right? That, that's a great story. And you tell one story after another, give one, uh, you know, tell us how you came to those, those, those people. Yeah. I, I wanted to pull back the curtain a little bit on how it really looks. Cause when you don't know better, you get so insecure. I'll tell you an example. I started Harvard business school. I love when I get to meet with these students, me having gone from Queens, New York, I imagine if you go to Harvard, you don't have a problem in the world, right? You could dine out on that degree for the rest of your life. You're going to make a hundred grand or more forever. You know, but yet I would meet with the students and you know what? They were just as vulnerable and insecure and fragile as anyone else. And what I realized is they were searching, like, how does it all work? How does it all work? And over the course of four years of teaching this class, I always ask the entrepreneurs at the end of these huge, great businesses, what's the number one thing you want to tell the class? What do you want to leave them with? And the, the most successful ones always say the same thing. Don't overthink it. 
Mm. It's actually not as complicated as you think. You're going to be searching for data all over the place, whereas there's only one fundamental belief you need to have. It's your capacity to just figure it out. So to everyone out there, I want you to lower the bar, not raise the bar. <laughs> need less, not more. Wow. This is so good. So good. One story after another. Again, Matt Higgins, tell people where they can get the book and where they can reach out to your information to learn more about you. Yeah, no, this has been amazing. Uh, my website's burntheboatsbook.com, but you can just go to Amazon, go to Barnes and Noble. The book is available everywhere. I am on LinkedIn. I spend a lot of time there. I'm also on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. Man, this is one of those interviews where I don't want it to end. I just want it to keep going because I'm getting such great information and such great insights from this con conversation. And so I'll close with uh, the, uh, someone said, I've written so many notes in here and I've, I've, I've just highlighted so many things that are important that, uh, that you have to make the decision that you're going to win. You have to make the decision that is your time to win and, the uh i'm gonna read this one i wrote it i wrote it i wrote little subtitles so i remember what it, the power of cheerleaders uh they took a three uh, uh let's see here the the television show brain games ran a fascinating experiment where they took a great free throw shooter who had made nine shots in a row in front of a cheering crowd and then blindfolded them instead of cheering the crowd now booed with each shot regardless of whether he or she made it in the basket or not. When they took the blindfold off, this person's vision restored. Suddenly, the gifted free, thro free thrower was missing shot after shot in front of a crowd of haters. He completely lost his game. But when he got the, that the mindset back, he was able to get them cheering. Then he won again. Cheerleaders make a difference. I'm a cheerleader for you, Matt Higgins. I'm a hope you'll be a cheerleader for me. We're gonna cheer on other people. We're gonna stand in the crowd and encourage people. Go, go, go. I'm just grateful that I got a new friend. Folks, Matt Higgins, go get his book, book, Burn the Boat. You'll be glad you did. I want to thank him. I want to thank everybody at Truist. Where if you start with care, you build a different kind of bank. Truest Bank, go and get their money and mindset podcast and information on truest.com, T-R-U-I-S-T.com. You'll be glad you did. And then go to winwithwilly.com. Watch our new TED Talk. It's a TED Talk. My wife and I have a new TED Talk. It's at jollymarriage.com. But if you go to winwithwilly.com, winwithwilly, you get our marriage site, you get our financial site, you get our business site, you get our motivation site for youth, we get our nonprofit site. You get all of them right there that will encourage you. But if you hit the Jolly Marriage com you'll get the access to the TED Talk, How to Never Argue Again in Marriage. We've been married for going on 40 years, haven't had an argument in over 35. Learn how we did it. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. We'll see you soon. Have a great week on purpose. And remember, for sure, your best is yet to come. Have a great day. enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you got something of great value and I hope 
that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered, and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more, and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program, and I hope it helped you in a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire willyjolly.com slash billionaire or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.